MSW Media. Hi, I'm Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we're Frangela, and welcome to The Final Word. The Final Word with Frangela. The Final Word. 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 Thank you for joining us here on this podcast on both the Sex Liberal Podcast Network and MSW Media. Yes, we're so excited. Make sure you check out all the podcasts on both sites. Please do. Also, we want to thank everyone who has become a new Patreon supporter and, of course, all our OG Frangelistas. What? Thank you. Thank you so much. And you know what you get for supporting us as a Patreon? What, Francis, besides the wonderful good feeling of supporting an amazing Black-owned business? You get the wonderful self-care of three micro-idiots every week. Straight to you, hot, fresh, funny. Oh, my goodness. At this point, that must be literally hundreds. <laughs> it is. It is literally hundreds. Wow. And so, please, I'll please. never be sad again. <laughs> I love your salesmanship. Thank you. I read a book. I read this, like, really good uh, blog on how to do salesmanship and networking. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to network with you. Nice, nice, so nice. we can do some networking. Speaking of networking, you can get a specialized video from Frangela through Cameo. Yeah, okay. But not, since we're on the subject of networking, what you can't get is a commercial, okay? <laughs> do, I mean, people, people, you cannot get us to do a commercial for, for some, for like AT&T or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> cameo okay people have asked us people have asked, people us, asked us okay that's not that's not what we mean we mean a happy birthday maybe telling your kids to go to sleep happy anniversary a pep talk for you or a friend or whatever or or, or the excuse for why you're late or maybe we give your quitting speech if yes. you're part of the great resignation whatever Yes. And please, if you enjoy this podcast, even if you don't, please share it on <laughs> social media. Tell your friends. Post it. Uh, tell everybody all about it. You help us spread the word and spread the good news and spread, you know, really what we and these uh, sexy liberal and MSW media are about, which is progressive voices. Yeah, and building that community and having that that community be activated. And we mm-hmm. want to thank you for being there for each other and for being there for us. And while I don't know how much of us is still sane, whatever part of it is, is because of you. <laughs> it is because of you. And, your and join efforts. us every Friday morning for the in the third hour of the Stephanie Miller Show for the... Black Power Hour. What happens? That is where Stephanie Miller transmogrifies into Stephanie Mills and Stephanie Mills someplace becomes Stephanie Miller and finds herself on a very uncomfortable bike seat riding for hours. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's science and emotion. It's like where they meet. Speaking of science and emotion, I just want to share right now. I'm really hungry. See, I ate right before we eat? started. Yeah. I had some impossible Ooh. chicken nuggets. They were delicious. Yeah, But you keep buying them all. 
I I do. I have I've been running up because I'm gonna tell you something. Stuff is scarce, man. And when I see, but I always leave at least two because <laughs> I feel bad. So I will. I don't take all of them. Thank you for Did that. Did I buy aside. seven packages? Yes. 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 I eat that shit yes. every day, like I'm six years old. Like I swear <laughs> to you. <laughs> oh my god. Well, here we go. The U.S. puts 8,500 troops troops on heightened alert in Ukraine crisis. I have something decidedly not intelligent to start this off with. Please. I was reading some articles, you know, reading the articles on the troop buildup and they had photos of U- troops in the Ukraine, um, Ukrainian uh, soldiers at the border and, um, or at, you know, they were digging like bunkers or something mm-hmm. and they were, they were really hot. I just <laughs> And they were very young and hot. And I was like, damn, the Ukrainian army is sassy. They be sassy. That is wrong. And I just, but I needed to say it because I know you people trust us and you, you know, I'm just saying. Well, here's my thing. How does Putin think that he is going to secret 100,000 troops onto the border of Ukraine and not have people have a reaction about it? And he's kind of, Mm -hmm. I mean, do you think we're stupid? And in and, and this reaction of Moscow denouncing the Western reaction as hysteria. No, Thank bitch, you. you got a hundred thousand, excuse my language, motherfuckers mm-hmm. at my front fucking at the back door talking about, hey, hey, don't Why are you so tight? Why, Why are you so yeah, we've already invaded you once and taken over part, but that doesn't mean what what where's all the mistrust and all the emotion? Let me tell you, you know what they're doing? What Putin is pulling is the are you gonna believe maybe, believe me, baby, or your lying eyes. Exactly. That is what he's pulling. And I have to say this for Putin, it is a pimp move. And here's the deal. Like it or not, Putin is a pimp. He's a crap pimp. He's an awful pimp, but he is a pimp. And and we need to stop. This is one of the things I like about Biden is Biden knows that. Yes, he does. He understands this man is a pimp. He knows this is some bullshit. And he knows that we can't just let it go. And, and I, I love his reaction, which is exactly to what your point, that, he's a, that he knows he's a pimp, because he's like, hey, we could, this situation can turn based on the fact of what side of the bed Putin wakes up on. That's right. If he's feeling disrespected this morning. That's right. Then everybody gonna get his pimp hand. He's exactly. And he doesn't care if he goes too far because he's not beholden to anyone because he's not going to be, he's not even trying to be democratically elected. No. <laughs> okay. So he's an evil dictator. So he doesn't give a fuck about how he's perceived there. And here we are right back at the same issue. But I, I, what I am happy about is in this situation is to see this administration be like, no, fuck that ready some troops like because it's like we just we can't you know i will say though this is yet another instance where i am so fucking sick of chuck todd and i am so fucking sick of so many parts of this military of our media rather because the fact that i have to i open the paper metaphorically to look at the news today to see trump's comments on the ukraine who the fuck cares what he thinks he's the major part of the problem exactly like and what he's not in office and, and, and we have the former Secretary of State supporting Putin. I, th- I can't. When did we, when did we get on Russia's side? You know what I mean? 
when they when they when they allowed Trump to be their platform, when that's Republicans right. allowed Trump to be their platform. That's and, right. And and it and here's the thing: you always think, right? You always think that when the devil, when somebody sells their soul to the devil, that they got something, right? Mm-hmm. You always think, well, they got something: mortality, or riches beyond belief, or you know, a thousand virgins, or whatever the fuck it is. But sometimes I think that people don't get anything; they just sell their soul to the devil. Yep. Yeah. And I look at this and I'm like, these people are destroying their own party and somehow thinking that they can build something out of that destruction. And the problem that we have here in the Ukraine is you can't let this go down. It's it's inexcusable that they've been allowed to uh, do the annexation of Crimea and it's inexcusable mm-hmm. this has been allowed to go on. But you do what I do believe, and I am not, take this with every grain of every salt there is. I do not know these things in a deep way, but Francis, one thing that Francis and I know, we know pimps. Okay. That's right. We know the pimp game. Francis can tell you the entire um, movie. You could do the whole transcript of uh, (laughs) Pimps Up, Pimps Up, Hose Down, whatever. You could do the whole (laughs) transcript of it. And what I will tell you about this pimp is what you have to do is out pimp. Yep. You have to be like, okay. And, but understand that, that, yeah. And and I think that, you know, I, I do object to the languaging that uh, you hear in the media of this could end up in a conflict. It's in a conflict. Something like over 13,000 Ukrainian soldiers have already died. Like yeah. they are in a war. Yeah. We're just not in it with them yet. That's right. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Never believe somebody when they say just the tip. Just it the is tip. Never. never it just is the tip. never just the tip. It is never just a tip or, or I'm going to pull out. I'm going to pull out. <laughs> okay. Don't believe that shit. You be holding the baby, holding the baby in nine months. I swear to Jesus, you will be a Ukrainian baby because they're very good looking. I don't know if you, if you go check. I just, I, you know, when it, you know, in here, I was trying to get an update on this before we started recording. So I go to look at the news, MSNBC, and it's Chuck motherfucking Todd. And he's up in there talking about, uh, you know, it's, I'm, I'm surprised the Republicans didn't do better in our poll because Biden's given them all this to work with. And I'm like, who the, who the fuck are you? Like, and then I had, I literally had to go to the BBC because like, I could not get, I'm like, this is a major news situation that is unfolding right now. Yeah. And, you know, and, and to your point, Angela, it is what will, especially if you will, our media stop digging the fucking hole, stop digging the hole that we have to climb out of. Chuck Todd and and Andrea Mitchell and a bunch of these people, what they are is they are the person who digs their own grave in in the drug cartel movie. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what I'm not, what Angela's not. I can tell you right now what Francis Angela, you will never see us do. Their yes, own right. grave. Fuck you. We, they can kick the shit out of me. They can rip off my toenails, fingernails, whatever the fuck you want. I'm not digging my own grave. I'm not going to sweat and burn calories and not get the benefit of the weight loss. Fuck you. Exactly. Exactly. And still gotta die? Yeah. yeah. Do what you gotta do. I ain't digging the grave for you. And that's, it. it's, it's absolutely, you know, Trump, they do not want a fourth estate. These people do that you are catering to and, and the people that you're attacking, your job is to report the news, not make it. Your job is to not be the deciding factor in things. And I don't care if it is an opinion-based show. You have a responsibility. You are journalists. Yep. We're fucking comedians. Yep. Okay, Francis? We are comedians. And we we have more respect. Thank you. For journalism than you do. It's insanity. 
judges grant prosecutors special grand jury to investigate Trump election efforts. But let me start by saying, before we talk about this story, I was I was upset about how many items in this show are about Trump. Thank you. And it, it upset me to my core that I am I still have to talk about this mother effort because at the but also at the end of the day we need this justice to go forward. We need him to be held accountable for the things that happen. You know, it really is. It's 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 amazing to me that we are now uh, beyond a year from when he had this phone call and we are just getting to this place. And I don't understand. Somebody's going to have to explain to me how are we just right here at the beginning? Well, let me tell you something, Mr. Francis. I can explain it to you good. Please. This is first problem is why are you talking about white folk business so much? <laughs> this is white folk business. It has nothing. You shouldn't even be talking about it. Oh Second of all, I mean, and that's how it makes me feel. The reality here is the, that we have got we have got poor people and black people and brown people through this through this system with alacrity and efficiency when it's about getting them in jail for some bullshit. That's and right. this is a sedition and treason that is actively going on right now. You had a you had a phone call recorded of the man Thank sitting you. there trying to bribe officials. I watched us put uh, our boy from Illinois, Patty's husband. Oh, oh, a Bogoyevich. Bogoyevich. I love it that for us that's Patty's husband. <laughs> I, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, we were on a reality show with Patty Blumenhoevich and she was our jungle mama. It's a yeah, long she story. That's a whole nother story. But, but she's have, a tough ass bitch. Let me tell you that. She's a tough ass tough. bitch. She's right tough. or wrong, she's a tough ass bitch. But here's the thing. They got they wrapped his up, his ass up too sweet. He couldn't even go on a on a reality show. Mm-mm. Right? He couldn't, they had his ass. He was talking about selling a seed that he didn't sell. That, that he didn't, didn't get sold. These motherfuckers carried out an insurrection. They have carried out an insurrection. Thank you, Angela. But here's the problem, Francis. Chickens coming home to roost doesn't even give it the what it really deserves because the problem here, and without getting too academic, as if you could be too academic, but the, the problem here is this is what happens when you don't punish the seditionists in the first fucker because yep. from the Civil War. When yep. you let them back into the government, when you let the, when you don't put them in jail, this is what happens. It's the complicity with our own downfall that is infuriating. And at this point, everybody's getting there. But that is what's important, important about this. Ju- the fact that they have to <laughs> appoint, go to a judge to, to uh, you know, appoint a prosecutor to get, you know, a grand jury to investigate the Trump investigate. Like, what is I agree with you a thousand percent, Francis. Investigate. You mean like listen to the recall that we've all heard? Like, yeah. I don't you know, like this is not this is open and shut as fuck. Like and, and yet, OK, we'll go through dot our you know eyes, cross our T's, go through the process. But at the end of this, Trump needs to go to jail. Yeah, everybody associated with this has to go to jail. That's and right. If you kept Guantanamo open for anything, it should be this. Yep. Well, the Fulton County, Georgia Superior Court judge granted Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis uh, her request to convene a special grand jury to look at 
into pressure, <laughs> pressure former President Donald Trump and others put on Georgia election fi- officials. And you know what? And the call, the recorded call is just the first part. They had been calling. Giuliani had been calling. Mm-hmm. All kinds of people had been putting all kinds of pressure. This is the thing. The 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 point that when he pressed record, that was after, you know, tons yeah. and tons of other oh, yeah. pressure. Because that's when he knew, because here's the thing, you don't just press record on a call, right? Or else there'd be 50 of these calls recorded. That's right. The fact is he knew to start pressing the phone, the record, because they'd they'd made every time they called him, it was with this bullshit. Yeah. And that that is the great thing about self-preservation as an instinct, because this man, while being a piece of shit in many ways, an unethical piece of shit, literally did go, wait a minute now, I, don't, I need to have this recorded because of this, of what was going on inside that, of it. That's how strong it was. That's how much there was in terms that, that, that this man said, I have, to, I have to record this. I have to record the president of the United States because this has been going on, right? And, and I we, I do want to talk about, I'm so sick of the euphemisms around language. Pressure? No, he told them to go find votes. Yes. That's not pressure. Pressure is, pressure to me is much more amorphous. Like if I said to you, if I called you all day long going, Francis, you know, it's just, it would be really great to like, you know, go have lunch. I would really, you know, I'm hungry. I'd love to have lunch. We should go have lunch. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm bringing it up repeatedly. Me calling you and going like, bitch, get a reservation. I want to go, we're going to lunch is a totally different thing and, right. I, and and this pressure as you've pointed out was across the board and from ev- many different people on many different fronts and quite frankly the eastman memo alone yes i mean at, to ask where the black panthers are ask what happened to snick be clear that if a group of black people had written this fucking tweet in a tweet they'd be in jail that's right. They would have been under investigating for minute one. The fact that they're still, that they still, Merrick Garland has still not done anything to deal with these people and their contempt charges. Yep. Is beyond yep. reprehensible and, 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 and questionable. Well, and, and, and what you, again, over and over, I can't say it enough. What you're showing Americans, especially people of color, is that there are two uh, judicial systems. Absolutely. One for people of color. And one for white people and white people who do white collar crimes or, you know, are seditious to the American government. That's okay. Yeah. That it's okay. And that's what you're, and you're teaching, you're teaching these and what they think. And to me, what I feel like they feel, it feels like just because they were like, well, we scooped up these, you know, proud boys. We're going to, we're going to blame them. That's not enough. No, it's not. To me, that's the moose bouche of this situation. Yeah. Those are the easy motherfuckers to get. First of all, you, why do I still not see a domestic terrorism law change? What the fuck is that about? Like get it. I, I, I'm so sick of hearing. We don't have the ability because of the way the laws are written to go after domestic terrorists. Well, you managed to figure out how to do it when was black people in civil rights groups. You did it with great efficiency. Let me tell you this, Angela, and we all know it. And somebody was listening to the news last night. They were talking about in the 70s, you know, with the weathermen, 
They at the at their greatest at their greatest number, it was a thousand people. That's right. The problem that America and the government and the police department have, and I will say it, and, and the FBI and the CIA, is that it has so many white supremacists in it. And because yeah. of that, because of that, this country does not want to lift up the blanket and investigate. Because right. because you would lose 30 to 40 percent. I guarantee you 30 to 40 percent of every one of these forces. And I'm oh, talking- and be clear. There are some there are some places where you'd lose the entire police force. That's right. That's right. And and this is the thing, an institution born of a group of people that deputize themselves to find runaway slaves. It's not shocking. No. No, because that is the birthplace of police. So but the but what is beyond shocking to me is that literally it takes a year on something that we all witnessed every part of this and that we had we had we heard about this call when like it's like we, we, we learned about it the next week. You have to keep calling and keep making it clear and, and call. I believe call the Justice Department and say, dude, what's going on? Why haven't you dealt with these congressional, you know, leave a message there, write a letter there, tweet to them, because it's it's just, I, I hate the fact that no matter how we vote, we've got to appeal to these people. And I, like, I'm like, more people than ever voted, and you still act like you don't know what we want. Yeah. Then a panel of three federal judges in Alabama ruled unanimously that Alabama needs to draw a new congressional map that includes two districts in which black voters either comprise a voting age majority or something close to it. The GOP-led state legislature approved a congressional map last year that retained six majority white districts and one majority black district, even though Alabama's population is about 27% black. Let me, let me, can, can I just, I'm about to, I, I don't know, Francis, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this sentence without fucking losing my goddamn motherfucking mind. And I'm sorry to be swearing, swearing this motherfucking much, but you, how you going to make Alabama without black people? Fuck you. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the literal fuck? Well, it's the same issue in Georgia, Mississippi. What, you know, it's that they want to discount yep. these people. And well, of course. Like, and have and have them have no representation. That to me is, uh, you know, that's going back to slavery times. That's saying it absolutely is. And in fact, so much so that this three pan, this three judge panel that had one a judge appointed by Bill Clinton and the other two by Donald Trump, they literally said that the plaintiffs in the three consolidated cases are. This is a quote: substantially likely to prevail in their claim that Alabama's current congressional map violates the Voting Rights Act. Because it absolutely does. But this has been our point repeatedly every week about why focusing on 2022 and understanding, yes, getting out the vote is important, but it doesn't matter if they've they've legislated that vote away. Every black person can vote now. In Texas, they got rid of the one black district that they had. And that's ridiculous because of the demographics of that state. In here, it's the same deal. If we allow these people to get away with these moves, it doesn't matter if we all vote. They're legislating our votes away. Here's what white people have to hear is black people. Black people are the canary in your coal mine. You, you don't exist in this country without us. We're here. And if 
That's our right. votes are being taken away from, discounted. Who the fuck do you think is next? They do not. I don't know how many times I've said this to people. They're like, but they're, you know, particularly even around COVID when they talk about, you know, but why would the GOP, why are they standing with Trump on this? Why aren't they, why are they against, you know, inoculating, vaccinating their own supporters? And I was like, because they don't care if they vote because they're nullifying everyone's vote. Yes. At first they start with the black and brown people because those are the easiest. But the reality is when they get a state legislature, they're going to ignore everyone's vote, not just yours. And you're absolutely right, Francis. We are the canaries. So when black people were the first people dying of COVID, yeah. what racists took away from that, and Trump is that, oh, I'm white, I can't get it. And now where are we? And yep. almost a million people dead. We'll be, yep. We will cross that flat threshold. And, it's, and, and when we have three vaccines. Yep. Like, that is the most insane. And I have to tell you, I am so so angry about how all of us are going to be written about in history because we are going to be the dumb motherfuckers who had three vaccines that we couldn't get everybody to take. Mm -hmm. And that is going to, it already sucks. It's already evil and wrong and causing massive amounts of death and misery. But when they write about it a hundred years from now, this, I'm going to tell you something. There's one of my favorite historians writes a series of books that are like the age of this, you know, the the age of empire, the age of imperialism. This is going to be the age of stupid and I motherfucking know it. Yeah. And you know what? I think also where we are right now, it's so incredibly insulting. Yes. It's 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 ridiculously insulting to have to sit here and beg people, beg people to to not go into this this racist ideology because not taking the vaccine and exactly what you said, Angela, it started with. Oh, this is, you know, brown people get this and are going to die because they're poor, the poor and the brown. But I think people thought that was a genetic issue yes. at first because and, it didn't and, get explained. Exactly. And so now, and, and now we have people and now it has spiraled up and out of that kind of ideology because we allowed it to go on and happen. And so now you really can't get people to vaccinate, which is ridiculous because it's based on a racist lie. Yeah. And they're dying. And, and I, you know, over and over again, you read the stories, but the ones that really get me are the people die who die saying they're glad they didn't get the vaccine, like sticking to it. It's a peculiarity of this. I like, you know, every once a day, I have this thought how different things would be if, if Hillary had been president. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't, if you're a person who somehow believes that she would have handled the virus the same way or that Mitt Romney would have handled it the same way or that John McCain would have handled it the same way or that anybody I didn't want to vote for and never would would have handled it. This is the first time in in my lifetime and I think perhaps in our nation's history where we have a government, we allowed a government to actively do something that was about hurting all of us. Yep. And, and you know what? To me, that's the first sin. Yeah. But the GOP, I feel like what Ron DeSantis is doing down in Ooh. Florida, Ooh. what uh, the, the Virginia governor taking Youngkin, away the yeah. mask mandates from schools. To me, you should go to prison for that. 
Absolutely, Francis, and you would if you yelled fire at a movie theater. If you yelled fire at a movie theater today, you're going to jail. Like, that's just, you know, and there's no fire. But these people are actively, they're not just yelling fire at a crowded movie theater. They're blocking the exits. Yes. They're telling people you can't go through the fire exit and save yourself because we don't, they are literally making it harder for people to protect themselves. And, and it is absolutely criminal. Yes. Meanwhile, Biden's administration's free N95 masks will begin arriving at pharmacies. Uh, as we all know now, you know, your surgical masks, your your cute cloth masks, cloth masks, mm-hmm. all of those, they don't protect as well. I, I think I saw a, a graph that, you know, uh, if the person that you're with is infected and you and is not wearing a mask, and you are wearing one, an N95, you have about two and a half hours of protection with that. But yeah, if you mm-hmm. both are wearing the N95 mask, it even makes, you know, gives you even hours and hours of more protection. So, you know, that's something to think about when yep. you're out and you're exposed. So the first free N95 masks sent out by Bi- the Biden administration started arriving in pharmacies around the country this past Monday. The administration is is distributing the high quality masks as part of an effort to increase protection and testing to slow down the spread of the highly infectious Omicron variant of the coronavirus, which is fueling a new wave of new COVID-19 cases. We uh, live in a hot, a big, you know, city area that we, you know, are in the middle of, and I think we're starting to taper down. Mm-hmm. But as I have heard, there are many, many communities in the United States right now that have not had the spike yet. Yeah. So you cannot necessarily go off of the news of what's happening in New York or Los Angeles. Yeah. And I think when I put on my, uh, my mom got some N- uh, N95 masks and sent them to us. And when I put it on, I had another flash of, of, oh, thank you for all you medical, all, all the people who work in the hospitals, who from the janitors and the administrative workers to the nurses, doctors, and all of the care people involved in more direct care, because those, the masks are a lot less comfortable than your cloth mask. And, and, but, and as it was, I took it off and I didn't even have it on for very long, right? Like I think less than like an hour, but when I took it off, you know, you got the marks in your skin and you remember the sort of like early part of the pandemic when we would see the pictures of the doctors and nurses taking off their masks and just the, the, what you know has got to be on some level scarring marks deep in their faces and, and, and from having these masks on all day long. And I was like, can anybody have just a moment of empathy for when you're sitting here and you're saying, I'm not going to get vaccinated because, and I don't know your exact, because my guess from what I've seen from people is they feel like on some level, the vaccine is dangerous and, and, and in this way, they're right. Anything you put into your body, right, has you want to know all of the things it can do. I'm not even asking for consistency, the fact that you have every other vaccine and not been this way about it. I'm not, I'm not even asking for that. What I am asking for is a little bit of what would Jesus do? Because <laughs> what we are saying to you, and I'm an atheist, what we are saying to you is... If you wear this mask, if you wash your hands, and if you get vaccinated and boosted, yes, 
you will be much more safe. You won't be completely safe, but you will be much uh, astronomically 10 times more safe, if not, I think it's actually higher than that, yeah. from getting any, either of these variants. And if you do, having it be very minor, and minor meaning you don't have to go to the hospital potentially, but it could be worse. But the pe- there are people who can't make the choice. There are infants, there are children, anybody under the age of five who can't. My niece has it. And I'm livid. I found out today that my stepfather, the man, the man uh, who raised me, he has it. He no. has three comorbidities that are huge and serious, and he has it. And he's in the hospital, oh. and that is not okay. And he yeah. lives in a very remote place, but he still got it. And the reality is, he is in the hospital with rheumatoid arthritis, diabetes, and pancreatic cancer, and now COVID. Yep. I'm we sorry. have got, thank you. We have got to not be okay with the unvaccinated by choice. And people were going in in a very fucked up way on Stephanie and uh, Chris Lavoie this week, although it is Chris Lavoie is the let them die. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something. I, I have repeatedly said this. I, Angela V. Shelton, I understand the sentiment. And at this point in particular, I am of the fe- I am of the feeling that while it may be morally wrong, I think there's a legal argument to not give these people care. Morally, of course, you have to give them care. But do I have to be happy about it? No, because what you are, what they are doing is beyond selfish. And I just need you to bite the fucking bullet and t- do it for other people, if not for you. Well, I was going to say, and that is our final word. But yes, do it for other people. Please. Do it for other people. And now it's time for resistance. Wrap up. We want you to, as always, call your representatives and senators and let them know that voting rights are important to you. And beyond by, what I mean by important is motherfucking fix this shit. At 202-224-3121, that's the general switchboard. Uh, but also, we've talked about this organization a lot in the past, but given helping for 2022, which I'm glad to see everybody finally pivot and get 2024 is a battle we're not in. 2022 yeah. is... It, um, if you go to Swing Left, what we're asking, and we're asking this of all of you, if everybody who listens to this podcast could sit down whenever you can this week and go to that website and just look through it and look to see what things they suggest, what, what things you could be involved with, whether it's donating money or starting a group or participating in some other way. They have a 10-year plan to even to deal with the Republican strategy the, uh, to, you know, get rid of democracy. Um, and they, they have daily things and they, they're a very good group and it's a way to help organize your resistance activities. And so that's what we're asking is that you just take a moment, set aside, it can be, it can be five minutes yep. and say for five minutes, I'm going to go to this website and I'm going to read things on it and I'm going to look for something I can do. Please, please do. Please get involved. You know, you can, they have opportunities to protect the U.S. House Democratic majority. They have an opportunity to protect the U.S. Senate Democratic majority. They have opportunities for you to strengthen democracy in the states. There's something in here for you, something you can do in it. Like, and again, it doesn't always involve money because we understand that money can be tight. And it's an issue for a lot Y'all of gotta us. Su- you got to support us too. And we can't be adding to your burden. <laughs> I'm Frances Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The Final Word.